0: Welcome to the Legendarium Green Team. I'm Befuddle Panda, a first time host, and joining me today we have the ever grateful Little Red Book. Hi, everyone. The quick witted Kip Tan.
1: Hey, yo, guys.
0: And joining us for the first time, we have Yeti Beats.
2: Thank you for having me. It's an honor.
0: Thank you for joining us. So, today we are talking about books within the fantasy and science fiction genres with female protagonists that we think are good role models and that we would recommend. We will section this episode by intended audience categories, starting with children's books and working our way to books for adults. That's not to say older audiences can't enjoy books intended for younger audiences and vice versa, to a degree. For each category, we will go through the panelists one by one to give their recommendations. Due to the number of recommendations we have to talk about, we are actually splitting this episode into two. So in this episode, we will cover recommendations for audience categories of children's through young teens. So that's about through age 14. In the other episode, we will cover teens YA through adult. So about age 15 and above. We will keep the recommendations as spoiler free as possible. I do want to give a quick shout out to Eridandus. Hopefully I said it right. I'm so sorry if I butchered it who is a Legendarium podcast listener. Um, He was the one who gave us the idea for these episodes. They were talking about, uh, in Discord, book recommendations with female protagonists for their daughter. And it was such a fruitful discussion, we thought we would do a podcast about it, or at least an episode or two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for our first category, uh, it's children's. I've defined this as under the age of eight. So I can go ahead and start us off. So my first recommendation is called Zeta, the Space Girl series. It's by Ben Hatke. Hatke, I'm not really sure how to pronounce his last name. Um, But it's good for children starting age seven. Um, It's a graphic novel series. And the description is that, um, well, I think it's female protagonists don't have to be just princesses. This is a cute sci-fi graphic novel series featuring Zeta, a space girl who goes on an adventure to save her best friend, who's been abducted by an alien doomsday cult. And why I recommend this series is because it is fun and cute. It's sci-fi. It's a story about friendship and redemption. And it also has a lot of whimsical elements like humanoid chickens and neurotic robots.
2: You had me at Alien Doomsday Cult. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And the art is very, very cute. So very good for young audiences.
3: That's like the murder robot. She had me at murder robot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is not for younger audiences. No, no, no. no. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So how about Little Red? Would you like to go next? So I'm going to recommend three
3: folk tales, um Hansel and Gretel, and um, Rapunzel, and a, a lesser known one called The Seven Ravens. In all of these stories, the female character is the hero. So Gretel kills the witch, and all the guys are just stupid window dressing like they don't do anything <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> um the seven ravens is about a girl who rescues her brothers who have been cursed because she failed to bring bapt or they failed to bring baptismal water to her she has to cut off her pinky to save them and then rapunzel in some versions of the story um, has to escape the tower herself and she has to rescue the prince who is blind and wandering in a forest while taking care of twins. So, spoilers for Rapunzel. (laughs) Oh my goodness,
2: severed pinkies. I mean, (laughs) i mean,
1: These ladies
3: are, they're badass ladies, I'm telling (laughs) you. Oh, for a swear, sorry.
0: (laughs) I do really like the version where Rapunzel is the one that is uh, saving the prince. And it doesn't just end with like, oh, the prince coming. To the tower,
3: right?
2: And you know, I my daughter um, watches a lot of Disney, so like her Rapunzel is just tangled. So it's <laughs> nice, like actual <laughs> folklores. You know, I'd wish she'd read some of these, just would so be, you know, not that they're super dark, but it's yeah, it's not just a, a fighting horse, and
3: <laughs> you know, which I love.
2: Tang- I
1: mean, the the original version of Little Mermaid is pretty dark.
3: <laughs> yeah. There's a version of Red Riding Hood where she escapes the wolf herself by saying she's going to poop in the bed, so the wolf better let her get out of the house. (laughs) That's how she escapes. (laughs) Never heard that version before. Oh, I wrote a paper on it. I could send it to you sometime. (laughs) Yeah, send it my way.
2: That's exactly what I would do in her situation. (laughs) All right.
1: Yeah, where, uh, where's that kind of fantasy? When did that go out of style? I was
2: just gonna say, I feel like kids back in the day. You know, <laughs> it's a little.
0: uh was it for tougher. Kids? Oh, it wasn't. No. Oh dear. Um, okay, uh, Kip, do you have any recs for children?
1: Um, you know what? I just thought of one based off of your recommendation, so I'm gonna go with it. Uh, it's a it's a graphic novel slash webcomic called Gunner Krieg Court. And it's all about uh, these two friends who are at this weird, weird boarding school for some reason, very different reasons. And one of them is more drawn towards the technological aspects of the boarding school, which has like a whole bunch of robots and crazy science experiments going on. Nice. And the other is more drawn to things across the river from the boarding school. There's like this big chasm and river called the Annan Waters, which separates it from basically a magical forest ruled over by uh, the god Coyote. Uh, and she feels more of an affinity with the forest creatures and the fantastical elements. And there's even like a few exchange students from the forest in the boarding school, in the court. Uh, and it's fun to see the differences in both, like the attitudes of the fantastical people who have problems adapting to concrete rules of like, you can't just want something and have it happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, <laughs> you have to like you know, work towards it or build a machine or do something, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, but it's it's really the relationship between the two girls that's center to the whole thing. And uh, not just like the girls themselves, but also you start to unravel like the backstories of their parents and their relationships, and like the drama of, oh, your teacher used to like my mom. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's it's a fun story, and although the art starts off a little rough, it's gotten really good since the early days.
3: So, quick question, could this be enjoyed by adults as well? Or like something you could read with your kid and enjoy it?
1: I do, yeah. Like, I I enjoy it, I I read it every week.
2: I feel like that message of having to work for something to get what you want and kind of trying to repeat that over and over to kids, uh, it's definitely going to come up in this discussion later on with the book. I know someone else (laughs) is bringing up that I wanted to bring up. Um, But I, I can't stress how important that is. Like I said, we'll be talking and, about
1: that and it, and it's a combination of both because one of them is like a roboticist who works really hard to do all the things she wants, but maybe she loses sight of like maybe the more human elements of emotion and connection in her like drive to get one of her goals done, and maybe the one who's more built up uh, the relationship with the forest maybe loses track of how people with a more logical mindset might look at her actions, and how childlike people might think that they are, are driven by emotion. It's, it's, a, it's a character study. It's good.
2: All the best books are.
0: <laughs> All right. Moving to Yeti, uh, what's your recommendation?
2: Uh, yeah. So. I messaged you guys uh, not long ago that this one just kind of popped into my head while I was like doing dishes early. Um, it's Matilda by Ronald Dahl. And I haven't read it for, in forever. But it's always had a lasting impression on me just based on a lot of the things that I took from it. Um, I'm, su- I'm sure people have at least seen the movie. You know, Matilda has poor family in her life, has a nasty teacher. As telekinetic powers, I believe, uh-huh. um, and just things you know that stuck with me was like how important love is um, in your life. She's not getting it from her parents, so to speak, but she has a, a very important teacher, I believe, is Miss Honey. Um, the importance it put on uh, just knowledge, and intelligence, kind of like what Kip was saying before. Um, you know, the, the bad characters in this book are all kind of looked down on Matilda because she's smarter. You know, her teacher. And they're kind of not as educated, so to speak. Um, and also yeah. the import, importance in, uh, which I always love, um, in reading and in books. Because uh, I think there's even, you know, they deride television uh, in this book, saying, get out, you know, stop <laughs> wasting time with television, which I think this book was written in like 1970. Television's come a bit farther than it was uh, back then. <laughs> so it's nothing wrong with watching Mad Men, today, I would say. But uh, but I just think there's so many good uh, values in this book. Um, the art is hit, hit or miss. I know my daughter, she's uh, kind of a wuss. She probably wouldn't like it. And she'd think it's weird and odd and strange. But I think it's kind of endearing. Uh, it's unique. So, um, but I just, I can't speak enough to that book. And I just think there's, it's, you can get so much out of it. Uh, and hopefully kids can too. I mean, I might be way off. They might just be like, you know, she, they like when the kid eats too much cake. At least in the movie, that's what I like.
0: No, I, I agree. It's a very good children's classic. Um, I I both enjoy the book, the film, and the musical adaptation.
2: Yeah. I didn't even know there was a musical until <laughs> until I was thinking about it today, and I googled uh, a short recap because again, it's been like twenty years since I I watched the movie tons of times. But and yeah, and I saw there was a musical, and uh, I, I was embarrassed. I've never seen it.
0: I've never it's heard so of it fairly. either. So. <laughs> It's fairly recent. So, okay. yeah. yeah. But I would recommend listening to the soundtrack.
1: Spotify plays mind. it for me a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice show tunes. That can't listen
1: to <laughs> I'll jump on that yep.
2: podcast.
0: <laughs> um, okay. So, I have two more children's uh, category recommendations, which they, this next one is like a bit younger. Um so it's called Pages and Co and it's a series right now. The first book is Tilly and the Book Wanderers and the second book is Tilly and the Lost Fairy Tales. So I'll just give a quick synopsis of the first book. It's about 11-year-old Tilly who lives with her grandparents in their bookshop. They're all avid readers and then one day Tilly overhears her grandmother having a conversation with someone in the bookshop. That's how Tilly finds out about the magic of book wandering which Fictional, which is where fictional characters are able to cross over from the pages into real life and vice versa. And I recommend this because um, for Tilly, she's also wrestling with the loss of her mother. Um, Her mother just one day disappeared and she doesn't know why. And she's also trying to find her place in the world. She encounters quite a few dangers that give her the opportunity to exercise courage. And I think it's a fun one for parents to read with their children, especially because it helps introduce the kids to other literary works. So examples would be like Anne of Green Gables, Alice in Wonderland, that kind of stuff. Um, and also, I mean, I would love to be able to book wander. That, that would be so cool.
3: <laughs> Who wouldn't?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's well, almost like Mary Poppins, right? Going into the street paintings.
0: Yeah, that's a very good comparison. Um, and you have to be careful about where you choose to go. <laughs> <laughs> of course.
2: Isn't that like um, the movie The Pagemaster with Macaulay Culkin? Did oh, my
0: God,
1: yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yep, as a Pagemaster <laughs> fan. Oh, of course. I've never me of.
3: heard of that movie. And it's different. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> what you would recommend, you wouldn't recommend. It's
1: about a boy who gets transported into a book. With like three book guides, like fantasy, horror, and adventure. <laughs> Interesting.
3: I would recommend and maybe watching. Has to watching... find his
1: way back out.
3: Oh, I was just going to say, I would recommend maybe watching the Nostalgia Critics video on the Page Master <laughs> versus actually <laughs> watching the Page Master again yeah. myself. Can I recommend one more book for the littles?
0: Sure.
3: I'm going to recommend Alice in Wonderland. It's a lot of fun. It's crazy. Um, I never read it until I was an adult, but it's just, it's kids imagination is just, it just fits right into that slot. All the weird things that go on, all the wordplay and Alice is clever and wonderful. So
2: for someone I've never read the
3: book, Uh,
2: does it, is it similar to the movie almost exactly? Is it a little, it's uh, so the
3: movie is a combination between alice in wonderland and alice through the looking glass so the red queen is in alice through the looking glass she's not in alice in wonderland okay um i think the cheshire cat is in alice in wonderland the caterpillar definitely is i don't remember it's been a while since i've read it but (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: been probably like 10 years but
3: it's similar in tone and also weird. Yeah, actually, very much in tone for sure.
0: Very, very weird, and also the Jabberwocky is not in the Disney version. No, of the, of the story. No. So probably because it would have been too scary. I don't know. It was for for the children. <laughs> yeah, in quotes, too scary. Some <laughs> children. <laughs> it's, it's definitely scary. <laughs> it's okay. I'm those also... Borkel
1: blades go snicker snack.
3: I'm also um, of the belief that you should not not read things that aren't scary to kids. Because life is scary and I think a really big part, especially like the folktales I mentioned, those are really scary. Like the idea of your mom not actually being your mom and having kidnapped you (laughs) and locked you in a tower. But it helps you cope with the bad things in life. Yeah. Yeah,
2: well, I'll Tony, off that. You're exactly right. I mean, it's at least in my experience, kids go into everything saying that you know there's not real bad guys out there, or you know, I recently, I, the sh- my daughter just said, you know, people don't die till they're a hundred. Like, I guess we have to walk in <laughs> before time again. Yeah. You know, so, no. so so it is like you're you're exactly right. Books are such a good gateway to introduce them into touchy subjects and you know do that stuff.
1: I have a book recommendation that's like just edging out of children maybe into like earlier teen material. Okay. Um maybe, maybe maybe because it it's it's not it's not super dark. It's not um horrible, but it does definitely have some references to either possible horrors or to historical horrors. Um specifically there's there's some some references to an analog of the Holocaust. Okay. Uh, And it's being told from a Jewish girl's point of view. And her grandfather is basically, at various points throughout the book, saying, be careful. These These are our escape mechanisms in case things turn bad here, too. And the book is Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik. It's a retelling of Rumpelstiltskin From the point of view of a young Jewish girl, and it's it's fantastical. It's strangely grounded in the real world with, uh, like, for example, Jewish usury laws, or however you say that word. Never actually used it in real life. Usury laws. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I'll mispronounce something later. (laughs) Yeah, and uh. It's about a girl who spins silver into more silver and how that maybe captures the attention of a fairy lord.
0: Got it. Okay, so and, I've, I've heard of the book. I've just yeah. never really paid attention to the synopsis. So now I'm even more intrigued to read this book.
1: It's very interesting. A little girl comes up from, her father is a horrible money lender and one day she decides, OK, I just have to take over here. Mm. Her father is too nice. And maybe she becomes a little too cold. Got it. And, and that's the, the central uh, part of the story. There's a lot more to it. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. But lessons about how to connect with people, how to have uh, debts to people, how to manage debts, how to not crush people with debts, and how to find love, how to remember who you are. It, lots of good messages. Red or Yeti?
3: You can go, Red. Oh, I was just going to say, so forgiveness is part of it, too, I would guess, from what you're talking
1: oh, about? Absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Did you,
2: have you read Uprooted?
1: I uh, have not read Uprooted, no. Okay.
2: I was wondering how it compared because I've read Uprooted, but I haven't read *Spinning Silver*.
1: It's on my TBR. Um, I have heard from people who have read both that they like *Spinning Silver* more, but that's anecdotal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've I've read *Uprooted* and I wasn't a fan, so that's why I was hesitant to read *Spinning Silver*. But the S- *Spinning Silver* sounds way more interesting to me.
3: I have a really funny story about *Uprooted* that I will tell you after we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry.
1: laughs> Green Team Um, after dark. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, or like join us on Discord if you want the other stories that we're not telling here. Um, Does anybody else have other recommendations? Otherwise, I have one last one for this category.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to put in a really quick one. I don't have too much to say about it, but uh, I read the DC Superhero Girls uh, graphic novels to my daughter. And uh, this is anecdotal, but I love them because. She's a girl who loves boy stuff and she thinks that boys are one way and girls are the other. Like girls can only like dolls. Girls can only, you know, do quote unquote girly things. So this book has been so great to see not only that girls um, are powerful and cool and witty, but, you know, funny and goofy and just everything, just a wide variety because there's so many different superheroes. Uh, obviously, they put in these books and th- just that in general to show, because I'm, you know, Going nuts over hell. And and I'm not steering away from boy things. Boy things are cool too, but it's like, you know, every everyone's different. And like, you know, everyone someone can be goofy, not just, you know, someone can be smart, not just someone with glasses. Uh so this I really like them and they have cool lessons, you know.
3: I disagree. Glasses definitely make you smarter. <laughs> As I say while I put on my glasses. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: I'm just joking, it.
0: All right. My last recommendation for the children's category is um, it, it's kind of like a, at the upper age range uh, for children's. It's called Ella Enchanted by Gail Carson Levine, which um, was pretty popular like a couple decades ago. Um, but this is a Cinderella retelling with a twist. Ella of Frel was cursed at birth by the well-meaning fairy, Lucinda. She didn't mean to curse her, but ended up doing so. Ella's curse is that she is obedient, meaning she must obey any command that any person gives her. Instead of pitying herself or becoming a docile girl... Ella grows to be a feisty rebel. When someone finds out about Ella's curse, they take advantage of it and puts the prince of the kingdom at risk. And Ella is gonna have to do some stuff to save the prince. So why I recommend this is, uh, well, first, full disclosure, this is my favorite childhood uh, book. (laughs) Um, But Ella is a strong female protagonist role model. And this is my kind of fairy tale where Ella doesn't rely on a man to save herself. She is resourceful, strong-willed, and not a jerk about it. This was my first reading experience that uh, made me realize how much a book could impact me, Um, specifically how a book can elicit such strong emotions from a reader. And even though this book was published in the late 90s, I think it still holds up today.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love Ella Enchanted. It's a great book. I was happy I to have... see it on your recommendation list.
0: Yeah, I Thank haven't you. read it,
3: so I don't know. I've
2: always oh, you should read it. read it. It's a classic.
0: Definitely I mean, read that's... the book. <laughs> 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 the,
1: the movie has Anne Hathaway singing, Can some, Anybody Find Me Somebody to Love? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's on my list.
3: More <laughs> <War laughs> Show Tunes with Kip.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> I would say... I know the movie gets a lot of crap, um, but, it, I mean, it is meant to—it is meant for a younger audience, and it's a bit cheesy. Mm-hmm. But the movie for itself, like, I think is really fun, even as a fan of the book itself. Like, I, I kind of see them as separate things, um, and I enjoy the book for what it is, and I enjoy the movie for what it is.
2: <clears throat> Who's putting down the movie? I want their address. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: background and <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about female protagonists in retellings of movies, I have to talk about Roger and Hammerstein's retelling of Cinderella with Brandy, Whoopi Goldberg, oh <laughs> Whitney Houston. <laughs> that was an excellent one. Oh, yeah.
0: I remember that. Now I want to rewatch it. <laughs> I
3: was just going to say, I'm just going to toss in Wizard of Oz just for another great female protagonist. Dorothy's fabulous and clever and wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, that's all I have to say about that.
0: Eddie, did you have something?
2: No, I just said I was just thinking we're all going to be watching uh, late '90s, early '2000s nostalgia movies.
3: No, <laughs> no, no, because I'm not so much older
0: than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've already another been. Night. So another not, night, not new for me. <laughs> Kip.
1: I mean, we could talk about Twitches by TN Tamara Maori, but...
0: <laughs> okay, now we're getting off topic.
1: <laughs> I don't know, still female protagonists in fantasy. Yeah.
0: That is true, but they're not books anymore. Actually, I wouldn't true. be surprised if there were books about them. There probably oh, are, geez. knowing <laughs> Disney. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to our next category, which is middle grade, um, which is the age of 8 to 12 um would anybody want to start us off here
1: sure though i want to start off with a disclaimer okay i am purposefully not mentioning any books by tamora pierce because i do that <laughs> all the time even though i could only talk about tamora pierce series for the rest of this episode
0: <laughs> we could um we could yep
1: I, t- I totally could uh if- I have a blanket recommendation for all the more appears books. <laughs> I have suggested reading orders and starting books pinned in the Discord. Okay. Oh, and we and we have a biweekly reading club going through with all of them. But the series that I chose for like y- younger teen middle age is The Young Wizard series by Diane Duane. It tells the story of Nita Callahan, a young bookworm who lives in the suburb of NYC. One day, she finds a book entitled So You Want to Be a Wizard that promises to make her a wizard if she'll swear an oath to protect life. I love the series for the number and breadth of topics it discusses, including autism, grief and death, resettlement, choice, dinosaurs, pollution, and interstellar malls and shopping channels.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) There's gay role models who can sell you a couple extra hours of weekend, while their oracular macaw gives you tips on the weather. There's giant metal centipedes that manage a galactic travel hub. There's a planet of living Christmas trees who see through their berries. Um, It's one of my favorites because this is a universe that's teeming with life. The cosmos aren't empty like they are in a lot of fantasy. There's planet on planet of unique life and culture, even though we spend most of our time on Earth. There's sentient planets, there's alternate planes of existence, there's God in infinite variety. Uh, the magic is grounded in physics, but not limited by it. It's an excellent series for any teen and up who wants to feel some wonder. Sold. Yeah.
3: Quick question, because I Go. have books I would put for 8 to 12-year-olds, and this seems more like a little older than that, like 12 to
1: 15. Uh, I would say that the protagonists are like just in like middle school, maybe starting high school. Okay. um, At the start of the series. And like, sure, maybe they eventually get to the end of high school by the end of it, but like, okay. It's 11 books. It takes a while to get there.
3: So it's like maybe what I called my playground area. In my Rex
1: and the and there's an off, there's an offshoot series which is about cat wizards who manage Thanks. the uh the in, the interplanetary portals underneath uh grand Central Station
3: wow, that
0: sounds fun <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what yeah. it is is it starts off young, but then it goes older it starts off it starts
1: mode. off young, especially the first uh quartet
0: mm-hmm. and okay.
1: then it and then it opens up a bit.
3: So, like Harry Potter kind of grows up with the readers
1: as yeah very very much, very much that. And there's a fun fun mechanic in the world where the younger you are when you get your powers, the stronger you are in the power, and you eventually age out of it a bit. But with age comes experience and subtlety. So, even though the older wizards might not have as much raw power, they're generally capable of quite a bit more even if maybe they're not jetting off across the universe to like save us an exploding sun or something. Oh, my.
0: <laughs> Yeti?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that just feels like something that would be uh, right up my alley when I was a kid. Because for me, it was so ho- I always felt like I was finding stuff that didn't have enough fantastical elements. Because um, we didn't really have internet was just starting. So that looks like I would just overdose on everything I love. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: With like that uh, Yeti, Did you have something? No, go. I did not. Okay. Um, Yeti, do you want to give your rec for middle grade?
2: Yeah. So I, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a graphic novel called uh, Nimona by Mm Noel Stevenson. And have you read it, Kip?
1: I have. Yeah, love it.
2: It's fantastic. Um, And so it's kind of about uh, (laughs) this evil, big evil genius, you know, typical evil overlord who has a sidekick who's a shapeshifter, who's Nimona. And she's, you know, at first their relationship is just um, not very great. They find each other annoying and then eventually kind of like a guarded acceptance, becoming general, eventually good friends. But it's, I like the art. It's kind of different. I mean, it's, I think you'll either love it or hate it, but the stuff it teaches, uh, it's just incredible. Just about, and it's never heavy-handed, but about love, gay, lesbian love. Just about uh, villainy and he, being a hero. And it's not as very. It kind of takes. I'm not going to say grimdark, but you know how they say everything's not black and white. Uh, this is a great place to start to show your kid that you know just because they have blonde hair and superpowers and you know look like Superman doesn't always mean they don't have issues or you know are clearly unproblematic. I should say. Um, and it's just really sweet. Um, it's just a charming, charming book to either let them read or, you know, read with your, read with your kid, which is something I'm looking forward to reading this, uh, do that. And it's just, I found it very funny. I always say humor is varies between people, but I don't know if Kip, you found it kind of the same thing, but funny or charming. It's a good lesson.
1: I found it touching.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, you know, and it's, you know, it deals with, like, Nomona, she's a shapeshifter, and they start doing kind of tricks, you know, kind of bad things, which are tricks, but it moves into, like, vicious, like, like killing. Um, so that's why I think it's, I wouldn't put it in the age group before. Mm-hmm. I, I really okay. loved it. I, I'd advise anyone to check it out.
0: I do have it on my bookshelf. I just haven't gotten to it. So now I'm bumping it up.
1: I definitely tend to think that kids are able to read books a lot earlier than a lot of people think they can. So I my age recommendations are skewed in that direction a bit.
2: <laughs> so would you say that, would, do you think Nimona would be for younger kids? Because I think it could be. I think on it could be. You're.
1: I think it definitely could be. Yeah.
0: I tried to play it safe. So, I, you know. Parents read it first, and then you can, you know, kind of <laughs> <Right>, decide. <yeah. laughs>
2: I don't
1: want um, angry parents to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> read it. What? Parents also, unfortunately Parents, read books that your kids are gonna read. You
3: should, uh, but you probably aren't gonna be able to read all the kids the books that your kids are otherwise
1: read you'll be like my parents and the like Right? <laughs> you'll 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 have uh, you'll like hand your kid disclosure by Michael Crichton and oh, no. not know that there's a very graphic sex scene at the start of the book. <laughs>
3: I have another story about that sort of thing.
1: Craig has a story about
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man!
3: Um, So the first book I picked in this category is *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*, which is uh, kind of the same place that *Ella Enchanted* is for you, Panda. Um, It was my first big girl chapter book without pictures, and I read Mm -hmm. it in the third grade. And Lucy is courageous, and she. She knows what's true, and she stands on what's true, even when everybody in her world around her is telling her that that it's not true. And she gets to go through a magic portal and talk to fawns and animals. So, you know, there's that.
0: (laughs) Yes, and be a princess, but a good princess.
3: A good princess, yes. And she's wise and smart and, you know, beavers and fawns.
1: (laughs) That leads perfectly into my next recommendation. Uh, Every Heart a Doorway by Shauna McGuire and her full Wayward Children series, mm-hmm. which is meta-portal fantasy. It's like a boarding house for children who went to another world where where things were magical and strange and different. Uh, for It's for all the Lucys of the world who came back home and either weren't believed or wanted to find a way back. And uh, they're kept up by a woman who... Basically, had the same experience as a child, and has decided to make it almost like a like a halfway house for children who are stuck on Earth after after being sent somewhere and then sent back, and were either traumatized or uh, enhanced by the experience. It's very interesting, and even though it gets it gets a little violent uh there's like a murder mystery portion to it it's uh it's it's a bit i think it's (laughs) i think it's i think it's age appropriate for like a teen
3: sure i would i would give it to a 10 year old i think yeah and it's so much fun (laughs) it was a really great book I love the concept of that. I remember th- I mean, when
2: I read it, I was thinking it was one of those things where you get jealous that the author thought of it, and you're like, oh, of <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously, it's so good and it's so creative. I've only read the first one, um, and via audiobook, so obviously I remember nothing really of it. It's uh, how audiobooks work for me, but yeah, I do remember it being a, a little violent, but it made it even better for me. Just like, ooh, here we go.
1: But yeah, and the protagonist Nancy went to such a s- strange world to be attracted to. She went to like the halls of the dead where everything is quiet and slow and colorless. She's almost Persephone. And she loves it. And she loves it. Yeah. She's she's like a Persephone wannabe. Yeah. Except she's actually friends with Persephone. Yeah,
3: <laughs> there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that there's a school. You don't I don't know if you ever visit the school, but they at least mention that there's a school for Kids who went to another world who want to forget it and move on, as opposed to Mm. it's like the opposite. And it's something that's very briefly mentioned in the first.
1: I see that. That doesn't interest me because I feel like. I just thought it was interesting that that it existed. Oh, that that it exists? Lovely. Because that's that's a concept that you see all too often and like people telling lucy to forget about what she saw like it's a childhood fancy even some of her own siblings saying that right whereas like the idea of an adult telling children to keep imagination alive that's the kind of story i want to read
0: right and there's a ton of representation all sorts of different so much yeah cool um Okay, so for my next recommendation, um, I have uh, Coraline by Neil Gaiman, which is pretty popular. Um, it's about a young girl, um, her and her family moved to a new home. In the new home, there are 21 windows and 14 doors, but only 13 of the doors open and close. The 14th is locked, and on the other side is only a brick wall. Until the day Coraline unlocks the door to find a passage to another flat in another house, just like her own, but it's different. And why I recommend this is because it is about a girl who finds the courage to face her fears and learns to use her wits to problem solve. Uh, The book also touches on understanding yourself and appreciating the things you already have. The writing is very gaming. It's enchanting and creepy. And also, there is a film adaptation by Leica Studios, which is brilliant. Red disagrees. I disagree. Oh.
3: I mean, it, it was fine.
0: It was fine.
3: <laughs> it was not brilliant, but.
0: You did not like the film? <gasps> it, was, it was okay. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> that is okay. We can disagree. <laughs> okay. And then, um, does anybody else have another wreck?
3: Um so I'm going to recommend Wrinkle in Time. Um first of first of all Madeline Lingle is like one of my favorite authors. I love her. She's great. Um and also this is kind of a portal fantasy in a lot of ways. Portal portal sci-fi. So that makes like four of them, right, that we've recommended. Um mm-hmm. and I just love that uh, No, just quickly on
2: portal. I mean, I think it's because we recommended so many because as a kid that's like
3: Number
2: one, you latch onto that immediately. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but there's a reason. As a kid, yeah,
3: exactly. So, um, and I know Panda and I disagree on this book, just like I disagree on the movie with Coraline. It's Uh,
1: like just a quick note on portals. Actually, the first Diane Duane book, also a portal fantasy. (laughs)
0: Portals (laughs) everywhere.
3: Do we all just wanna open a door and walk into a new world? I think that's probably it. For sure. I mean, yeah. right
0: now in 2020, yes, for sure.
3: Yeah. Anytime, honestly. <laughs> um, so I, I, yeah, especially now. I love Meg um, and I agree with Panda's assessment. She is a little whiny at some time. Have you ever met a 15 year old girl? I'm just saying they can be kind of whiny. I mean, yeah,
1: <laughs> they were my friends.
3: <laughs> so um but she has to overcome that she has to rescue her brother who's way smarter than her and her dad and you know she gets in fistfights to defend charles wallace you gotta love that i do and love you gotta Lars love wallace.
1: and she has wallace. an annoying teacher
3: yes mm-hmm. who's also very interesting in is it swiftly tilting planet that he's in the teacher or the principal
1: possibly Yeah.
3: Anyway. Also, it's the Marvel universe of Le Guin books. I
1: think it's it might be intro. a wind in the door.
3: Maybe it's that one. It's the one where he gets really sick.
1: Yeah. Wind in the door, I think. Okay. I
0: don't know. In, in our chat on Discord, you guys have sold me to read the other books in the, the universe. So I, I will give those a try. <laughs> I just wasn't oh, I Only wasn't a couple sold. of them. Only a
1: couple <laughs> of them.
0: I just wasn't sold with a wrinkle in time. And I mean, to qualify that, its I read it as an adult. I never read it as a kid. So I think part of it is just I i didn't have the patience for uh, Meg. If I read it as a kid, I probably would have related to her a lot more and enjoyed that experience more.
3: So. And that's a totally fair reaction. There's several books that have been recommended to me where I read them and I was like, yeah, maybe if I was 10, I would have liked this book. Or whatever. Yeah. I think that was like probably my third big girl book, was a wrinkle in time. (laughs)
0: Um, I have, well, I guess it's kind of Portal Fantasy. I don't know at this point, really. But (laughs) this next one um, I have to recommend is the Nevermore series, which is pretty popular in the middle grade uh, world. But the first book is called Nevermore, The Trials of Morrigan Crow. And the second book is called Wondersmith, The Calling of Morrigan Crow. They're the two books out as of now. The description for the first book, the tagline is, A cursed girl escapes death and finds herself in a magical world, but is then tested beyond her wildest imagination. So Morrigan Crow was born on the unluckiest day, called Eventide. And all children born on this day are considered cursed and will die on their 11th birthday. But on the eve of Morgan's 11th birthday, uh, she is swept away to a secret and magical city called Nevermore by a very interesting man named Jupiter North. Morgan learns of the wondrous society in which Jupiter plans to have her be inducted. Who is Jupiter North? What is The Wondrous Society? Is it a good thing? A bad thing? You're going to have to read to find out. So why I recommend the series? Because it is so fun. It has been compared to Harry Potter. I would say the content is not really similar to Harry Potter, but the feeling when you read it and the atmosphere of the book, it has some Harry Potter vibes. And honestly, I pro- don't come at me. I think it's a little better than Harry Potter <clears throat> At least with, the, with the first two books. Um, the author, Jessica Townsend, uh, she's Australian author. She writes very, uh, she writes tighter stories um, and great world building. And I am so looking forward to the third book, Hollowpox, The Hunt for Morgan Crow, which releases October 15th of this year. I'm curious, have, have you guys heard of the series?
1: Heard of it, yes, but not not much.
0: Mm. Yeti.
2: I've I've uh, never heard of it. I will say two things. One, I think we're gonna get death threats from Harry Potter fans. <laughs> Thank you <Ben.
0: laughs> uh, I'm sorry.
2: No, it's fine. I love it. Uh but two, you sold me on it. That sounded awesome. Uh genuinely. Probably
3: gonna get the a Yeah. It's and also Harry Potter's kind of a portal fantasy too.
0: They literally um, go through this yeah. brick wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not okay calling Harry Potter portal fantasy, but I'm okay calling it an allegory for portal fantasy.
0: Yeah, I would allegory. agree.
3: <laughs> they yeah. have a portal key. They have a boot. That's a key. That's
0: a but portal. they're they have still in the same world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're still in the same world of, you know, that, yeah. So, there's just like yes. a
1: barrier between them.
0: <laughs> I highly highly recommend <laughs> a cultural <the> barrier, <laughs> yeah, so if you do read it, um, let me know what you think. Um, okay, And then I have do I have another one? Nope, that's it i
3: I have one more that I can kind of fit into this category before we move on in sure. this episode and move on to the next. Um, so I would recommend uh, dealing with dragons by Patricia Reed came out in 2000, I want to say. And it's a really fun retelling of a princess who's kidnapped by a dragon, except she's not kidnapped by a dragon. She runs away to get away from her family. (laughs) And the only thing she knows how to cook is Cherry's Jubilee, (laughs) because that's all she learned how to cook before she got kicked out of the kitchen for trying to learn something that was not princessy enough. And it's really funny. And there's four books, I want to say, in the series. Um, But they're very clever, and they age very well, because I read it again in my 20s. And um, you actually get more out of them when you're older, but you could totally read it at, like, 12, for sure.
2: Is it like (laughs) adventure fantasy, uh, would you say? Like, Uh, after Escapes the Dragon? No spoilers, please.
3: No, no, no. Um, It's uh, kind of a... It's more of a... Turning a fairy tale on its head type of story, definitely some adventure, but it's more like so she go runs away to the, go live with the dragons, and princes keep trying to rescue rescue her, and <laughs> she keeps sending them away. It's kind of the that's probably the first three chapters that that's going on. So,
0: yeah, I think the series is called is it the Enchanted Forest? Chronicles? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. something like that. Yeah, they're fun,
3: and the wizards. Uh, melt if you throw soapy water on them. Yeah. <laughs> <That's
0: great. laughs> and awesome. there's
3: also cats in that one, too.
2: Sounds good. I'll put them on the TBR. Though, so if my daughter, if my read it to my daughter and she thinks that soapy water is going to make her melt now, I, I'm going to have to blame no.
3: you. It's wizards. <laughs> Your daughter's not a wizard. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What if Maybe she, she wants to me? be a wizard? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> what if she reads, So You Want to Be a Wizard First? <laughs>
3: All <laughs> oh, heck breaks loose.
0: <laughs> she never takes a bath again,
1: <laughs> and she swears the oath to do uh, the one service for all life.
0: Well, we're gonna Yeti's gonna have to keep us up to date on how that goes. So that concludes our recommendations for the middle grade category. The last category, it'll be really quick. It's just for the preteens, early teens, um, and I'll give my two recommendations. This one is Beauty by Robin McKinley, and this is a Beauty and the Beast retelling. The main character, Beauty, is introverted, has low self-esteem, and dislikes her physical appearance. Having two very attractive and kind sisters doesn't help as much um, in her self-esteem, but Beauty is a clever girl, and she willingly becomes the Beast's prisoner to fulfill her father's promise to the Beast. So why I recommend this book is because, well, even though there's not a shortage of Beauty and the Beast retellings, Beauty stood out to me as a young girl because of the depth we get uh, in understanding Beauty as a person and her family dynamics. Beauty's sisters are not evil or mean to Beauty. This story shows a loving family environment and how a young woman has the courage to protect her family and grow to love herself. I remember the writing to be very pretty it is a slower moving book um, the first half is spent with the family and getting to know them and i do think that if you like ella enchanted i think you'll like beauty and the last recommendation i have in this category is east by edith Pateau. Um, in the uk this book actually has a different title it's called north child This is a retelling of the Norwegian folktale, East of the Sun and West of the Moon. Uh, Rose is a special girl. Despite her superstitious mother's efforts to keep Rose home, she decides to trade her freedom for her family's health and prosperity when an enormous white bear appears at her family home. Traveling on the bear's back, Rose is carried off to a very distant and empty castle where there is a mystery to solve. And why I recommend this is that it is a lesser-known tale. Uh, Rose grows up a lot between the beginning and the end of the book. She shows perseverance and remains her own person throughout the book. There is a bit of romance, uh, but not in the typical trope the way. Be- and the writing is also very, very beautiful. So those are all the recommendations for this episode. Any, uh, any last bit of thoughts that people have before we close out?
2: Um, just to re- reiterate, I guess what Red, and I guess everyone said, is kind of don't be scared to give your child something to read that you don't think is appropriate, you know, or above their age group. I mean, I know we cut this up into eight different ages, but I really do think you can inter- uh, interchange all of them at different ages, especially depending on the kid. Um, I don't think you're going to scar any kid because they read a book three years too early, you know. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I I, yeah, I think the worst thing you can do to a kid with a recommendation is give them a book that they personally are not ready to finish. I think that's that's the worst thing. Then they get discouraged, and they maybe think, "Oh, maybe I'm not ready. Maybe uh, maybe fantasy isn't something I enjoy. Maybe." uh like i'll just stick to what i know and really that's the worst thing you could do with a recommendation is give someone a book that they don't enjoy and so really try and tailor things try and try and recommend things that you you know or that your has has things in common with someone that they like it goes back to a general recommendation guidelines but i don't think that for any Age group of child, there exists books which nobody in that age group can understand or value.
3: And I just want to add, if um, you have a book that you think um, might be a little bit too old for them, I read to my kids until they were like twelve and eleven, and just reading mm-hmm. with them. Like I wouldn't hand a eight year old ho- the Hobbit, but I would read the Hobbit to an eight year old. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because then you're on hand to like explain things if they have questions.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's a good, you know, bonding moment. Oh, I do miss that,
3: I got to say. I miss (laughs) reading with my
1: kids. (laughs) I mean, you can still read to your kids, no one's stopping you except your kids.
3: Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think that's the problem.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think number one and number two want me to read them stuff. Except for maybe All My Friends Have Died, which is a hilarious picture book that you should not share with your child.
0: Oh, (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. And with that, (laughs) we will conclude this episode. Um, So join us in the other episode for our female protagonist recommendations for older teens through adults. Uh, we want to give a shout out to our producer and editor Horizon Brave. If there are any recommendations we missed and or you want to yell at us uh, about any of the things we said, please join us over at the Legendarium Discord server. You can find the link on Reddit at r/thelegendarium. If you would like to join us in these podcasts, then become a patron of the Legendarium podcast. Thank you to our panelists Yeti Beats Kipton and Little Red Book. I'm the Fuddled Panda, and until next time, bye. I... Bye. Yeah.